0: Welcome into the Invest Well Show with Michael Wall and Mr. Randy Cook. He is, uh, at the moment, not cooking something up. Nope. Nope. Which nope. is nope. rare, Randy. You're, you're typically yours. cooking something up in the studio, and there. now you're just uh, you're nope. in the studio. No spatula in my hand at this point. <laughs> well, I like that. I like that. Hey, thanks for joining us on this podcast. We're going to have a lot of fun today and talk about some things that are going to be crucial in relation to taxes. Now, you know, I know you've heard a lot of conversation out there about taxes and overpaying in taxes, and I know, Randy, you love paying taxes. Oh, come on now. Does anybody I mean, does anybody like paying taxes? <laughs> I don't think
1: so.
0: <laughs> I right. don't think so. Right. Who was it that said one time, the only things that are guaranteed is death and taxes. Remember that? Yep. Absolutely. It really is true. And so, you know, what you may not know is because a lot of times, you know, Randy, people are in a place where they're doing their taxes, right? They hire a professional. Mm-hmm. I got a professional, a tax preparer, a CPA or whatever, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're making their effort and they're they're weighing in on that. And not every CPA or tax preparer is created equal. Now that doesn't mean that they're all bad or they're all good. It just means that you need to make sure that you understand there's more that can be done. And one of the things that we know as you kind of continue to move towards the higher end side of life or as far as more assets, et cetera, you absolutely want to be looking to incorporate some more advanced tax planning. But what's interesting is, even in relation to taxes in general, there are a lot of times billions that are overpaid. You know, in fact, according to a study conducted by the General Accounting Office, 2.2 million taxpayers overpay. Now now listen to this again. 2.2 million taxpayers overpay. Overpay by nearly one billion (laughs) dollars. Well, there, Michael, there's 70,000
2: pages or more in the tax code. Yeah. Who can know all that?
0: Well, it's true. And you're hoping that you're getting the right advice. But I mean, it'd be like going to the golf course. And we talk about the golf course a lot, right? But like going to the golf course, and depending on the course that you go to, it could be anywhere from 25, 35, 45 bucks around, all the way to three, four, 500 bucks a round or more, depending on where you're going, right? I mean, if you go to Whistling Straits, you're going to pay 450, bucks a round. If you're going to Randy Cook's Straits. Yep. <laughs> Municipal <laughs> uh, golf course, you're paying 30 bucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. So at the end of the day, you know, it's like, what do you? You're not going to show up at a golf course and and they tell you what the greens fees are, and you're like, well, you know, I know it's 250 bucks, but let me give you 350. <laughs> you're going to do a little research ahead of time, right? That I mean, you. that yep. would be that would be stupid. And I know yeah. it's a minute detail, but the point is, you're not going to overpay, right? So. Mm-hmm. The question a lot of times might come out, well, why are people overpaying? Well, the reason they're overpaying is because quite honestly, what happens is in the tax world, a lot of CPAs, I hate to say it, a lot of CPAs are what I call historians. Now they don't like to hear this word. The better CPAs don't mind hearing it because they know they're proactive, right? But a lot of CPAs, quite honestly, they are historians. what do I mean by that? Well, they take all of the expenses that you spent last year, Right. And they take all of the income that you earned last year and they take all of the charitable donations or other things like that that maybe you gave last year. Maybe any dividends that you earned last year or things like that. And they put them all together and they put them all in the the lines and the right lines and the right items. And then they say, this is what you owe or this is what you get back. Right. And it's like going to Dairy Queen and you're like, Randy's like, listen, I want a Oreo Blizzard. Mm hmm. And that's gonna cost you four dollars and fifty cents. And you give them your four fifty, you get to the end of the line, and you get a peanut butter parfait. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what I ordered. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like, Well, this is a little different than what I ordered. The problem is, is you don't know what you're getting until they actually hand it to you, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the good news is, is with the IRS, you have the ability to go back and revisit your tax bill. So if you're in a situation where the year previous and the year before that, maybe there's some strategy and some things that could have been participated in, taken care of, you can actually go back and make some adjustments on the returns previous. But one of the biggest sticklers is you may not be able to maximize your entire deduction. And so that's why this is really, really important that you are forward thinking. And it's kind of like Randy, the mug that we were talking about off air, which there's a little mug. Somebody sent me a picture and it says, if a man says he will fix it, he will. There's no need to remind him every six months. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I thought that was funny. That's great. Well, one of the reasons I think that people will
2: wake up to this, Michael, is because they get tired of paying taxes and they get tired of writing that check out every year and they say there must be a better way. I'm looking at a story from the New York Post in front of me, Carl Icahn, who you see Mm -hmm. him on the financial networks all the time. He's worth $20 billion. I'm sure he has lots of financial people working for him, but he is tired of paying the excessive taxes of New York City. So he's moving his business down to Miami because it's a better tax favored state to operate in. So sometimes you just get to a, point, you say, there's got to be a better way.
0: Well, yeah, that's exactly right. And we're living in more of a liquid society today where people are willing to say, okay, I'm willing to move. You know, it's not like somebody used to go to work back in the day and they would work at a company for 30, 40 years and then retire. And they just stayed there forever. There's still some of that around, but people are much more liquid and transient today than they've ever been. And so, you know, when you talk about New York, New York having a top rate at 8.82%, and then New York City, in addition to that, has a rate of 3.8% on income. And then you have the federal tax. Mm. I mean, that's a lot. You're talking about 37% federal plus eight, which is around 40, almost 46, plus 3.8, which is essentially when you think about it like this, you're working... Six months of the year for the government, if you live in New York City. For every dollar you make, you got to send another dollar to taxes. I mean, it's just, it's literally ridiculous. And it's, they're driving people out. And it makes no sense. And, and it's not just New York, there's other states as well. But yeah, I mean, I think that's the first thing that you gotta do is you gotta pay attention to, and that's why when a lot of companies or corporations open up, you know, you'll see LLCs that are incorporated in different states for those reasons. There's other infringements rights and some other reasons that corporations will open in other states. But you know, location is important, number one. And, and I would say that if you're in a place where you're in a higher tax bracket and you're a higher income earner, and you, you're looking for ways to reduce money and you have some flexibility in your life in your business and whatever you do, I would say one of the first things you might want to look at is, hey, take a look at relocating. Maybe not full time. You might say, I don't want to move to Florida. I don't want to move to Texas. I don't want to move you know, somewhere else. Well, what does this look like? Do I have the resources to buy a second home? The answer might be yes. And if you have the resources to buy a second home, it might be advent. And, and you know, then the second thing is, What type of career do you have if you're still working? Now, if you're not working, then, you know, you can kind of do whatever you want to do. But if you're still working, you might have the kind of career where you can kind of be virtual. We live in a world today, Randy, where people can, Mm -hmm. for the most part, be virtual. They can kind of live anywhere, right? Yeah. How many athletes have moved to Florida simply for that reason? That's exactly right. And so, you know, you say, okay, let's take a look at this. Maybe it makes sense to have a house somewhere else so that way I can have some tax safe haven. Now that's the simple part of it. There's more complex stuff, obviously, that we can get into, but that's step one. And then the other thing is, you know, being in a place where, like with Florida as an example, they have a Homestead Act. Well, why is that important? Well, it also can protect assets from a lawsuit. We live in a very litigious world today that people are willing to sue anybody for anything for any reason. You know, I've been wrong because even though they are fully aware of whatever's going on, people want to sue people and it's just ridiculous. And Florida has a homestead act that actually protects asset in relation to it's, it's an asset protection. And that's why you see a lot of homes down here that are very, very valuable because they can, you know, park money in homes and it's exempt from suits. So, That's a simple thing. But when it comes to folks throughout the country as well, Randy, you might say, okay, well, I don't live in Florida. I don't plan on moving to Florida. I don't want to get a home in Texas. I don't want to move, you know, somewhere else that has no taxes, another state in the country. I want to stay where I'm at. What can I do? Well, one of the things you got to do is you got to be proactive. That's number one. So the first actionable question I think that I would have is, when was the last time you sat down with your tax preparer, CPA, or, or those that are helping you with your taxes, and maybe you're doing your own, and asked the question, okay, what can I do to save money in taxes, right? I mean, let's think about this practically. I use golf a lot as an example. I mean, it could be anything, but I use golf as an example. Randy, if you're out there and you're playing golf and you're just shanking the ball or you're hooking the ball, I mean, you're hitting it, you know, just it's coming off the head and you're just hitting it horrible, Mm -hmm. right? And you can't fix the problem. Mm -hmm. Been there, okay. Okay. Well, what do you do? You've got to re examine
2: where you're at. You gotta go back to the drawing board and get some direction with from somebody who can see the problem that you seem not to be able to see.
0: Yeah. I mean, you go to these swing schools, you go to other places, cameras watching different angles, different things, and mm-hmm. you're in a place where you say, Okay, I gotta hire someone else, or I gotta connect with someone else, or I gotta talk to somebody else that's better at this than I am to try and figure out how to fix it. That doesn't mean that you didn't get advice in the past. It just means that you need some additional help along the way. Now, what we know is the swing, your swing, your golf swing is not going to change if you don't get new advice. Uh It's just not. Right. I mean, look at Tiger Woods. I mean, his tranche coming back. It took him a long time to get there, but he had to keep going out and going after it, looking at advice, getting different advice, and then ultimately implementing that advice. And here's something else that occurs to me, Michael, when it
2: comes to the tax landscape is we say 70,000 pages of tax code, but those are constantly changing. I mean, look what yeah. we're watching on TV right now. We have politicians that are up there debating the idea of putting a tax on stock trades, yeah. and they're going to take that money and they're going to pay for the programs that they want to pay
0: for. And Well, so- that's not going to affect the market at all, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: what I, I said. You know, what about the poor retirement saver who's got money in a 401 1K, And it moves from one account to another yeah. account or one fund to another fund. And yeah. that is the person who they're going to be hurting, not the big rich $50 billion guy who's making yeah. these big trades. I yeah. mean, that's got to be something that your tax professional has got to keep you aware of. At the same time, you may
0: need to be nimble when it comes to your tax strategy. Well, it's true because, you know, one of the things that happens is, is, you know, as we see and we kind of work on our end anyways with wealthier things, we have resource for those that don't have as much wealth, obviously, and we kind of prepare that for them that they can have it and keep it. But most of the families that we work with in-house with the wall companies in a lot of ways are wealthier people. You know, we got a million dollar minimum. Our private wealth is 25 million. And then we have a pro athlete division. And you're exactly right. And what happens is a lot of these people, because they have the resource they can invest into things that are not just necessarily on the market. You know, what a lot of people don't realize is around 1996-ish, I believe it was 1996, there was about 8,000 companies on the exchange, okay? So New York Stock Exchange, has, like I said, about 8,000 companies that were, let's say publicly traded available on, on exchanges. And now there's about 50% of those companies on exchanges. And what that means is, is there's less opportunity on markets, Okay. Why is that important? Everything that you just said? Well, because, you know, more and more companies have decided that they're going to stay private. And the reason they're staying private is because they don't want to have to deal with all the nonsense of all the shareholders saying, well, I think the uh, letterhead should be uh, this color instead of that color. (laughs) Kidding, of course. But, you know, they don't want to deal with it. And what does that mean to regular investors? Well, to people with wealth, they can invest in private equity and they can invest in hard asset structures and VC, venture capital, all these other things. But a lot of folks that don't have that level of wealth, you know, maybe they have hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, you know, a million, maybe they're just starting out and they got fifty, sixty thousand dollars. They're not gonna be in a place, Randy, that they can invest in those other types of opportunities. So the stock market presents itself as probably the best investment opportunity if they're not investing into their own company. And the challenge with that is just what you said. If those taxes are implemented. It will be a massive thing on the trade of positions. You know, there's tons and tons of money, trillions of dollars in IRA retirement type accounts right now. And then there's other non-qualified accounts also. But remember, people with wealth, they do not get affected by all of the big changes of the governmental process. You know, we live in a global world today. I talked about a transient world as far as state to state. We live in a global world. I mean, people, if they want, can change their residency to another country and move their wealth if they want to, right? Right. But those with less dollars can't do that. So it's absolutely going to affect them. You know, it was interesting to me, Randy, when you look at the effect of things on people as well, there's a clip that you have, a little time machine reminder, just going back to 1980, a little TV report talking about interest rates. I want to play that for everyone real quick, just so they can get an idea of how things were. And this is literally back, what, 39 years ago? Yep, you know, 40, 40 years, years ago, ago, something like that? Yeah. Here you go.
1: CBS News. This is News break. Bad news on the inflation front. Wholesale prices were up again in February at nearly a twenty percent annual rate. After that inflation report, most major banks raised their prime lending rate to 17 and three quarters percent for corporate borrowers. <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> Think about that, 17%. But, you know, even even that, people are like, okay, I got my uh, interest rate for my bonds and things, their notes, 17%, but they're still 3% behind inflation. Yeah. When you think about that. And also think about if you had a loan on your house, what it would be, okay? So, know, that as well, okay. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) right. And so the point to that was things change over time And as you mentioned about the tax code, I mean, there's actually closer to almost 80,000 pages, Mm. quite honestly, in the tax code. And it is a massive, massive problem. So, you know, I just had a call this morning, Randy, with uh, actually a client, actually the CPA of a client and some other folks in a deal that we're involved in. And we're kind of just diving into the weeds a little bit for the benefit of the client. The income the client has about 2.3 million a year. And we're looking for ways to save money in taxes. And we found some ways using strategic planning, whether it be easements and some other things like that, that we're looking at, fee simple fund and things in general, as well as op zones, all kinds of other things that are out there today. I mean, as an example, the opportunity zone, you might be hearing that talked about a lot. And that's something that, you know, that didn't exist to the same capacity that it does even five years ago, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, some of that was Trump tax law 2016, which created some opportunity. And there's some other things as well that can give investors, that can give people the ability to reduce their ordinary income by anywhere between 30, 40, 50%. So that's one of the things that you wanna be thinking about, especially if you're a higher income earner, you know, 500,000 a year or above, you're in a situation where you want to be looking at advanced strategy. And that's some of the things that we do. A little press pause there. If you got questions about that, feel free to reach out to our team. You can either do it one of three ways. Send an email to info at leanonthewall.com, go to leanonthewall.com or just give us a ring from the number there that you see on the website. So leanonthewall.com or info at leanonthewall.com. You got questions, you're like, man, I'm paying a lot of money in taxes. I got a CPA, but I need some more advanced strategy. Well, we work alongside, our team works alongside CPAs to help folks save money in taxes. So you got questions there. Uh, we have limited capacity. So if you're listening to this, you make sure you reach out so we can get you scheduled and fit in and get you the info that you need. But those are all things, Randy, that are really, really important. And I think, unfortunately, what happens, we talked in the beginning about CPAs, they're good people and historians in some regards, but the reason they cannot implement some of the advanced strategy that they need to is because they are what I call churn in returns. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad thing, but when you're doing, you know, 500, 800, 1,000, 1,500 tax returns in a small window of time, I mean, we've seen CPAs during tax season, they're burning the candle on both ends. Right. And they're tired. They don't have the mental wherewithal or the energy or the clarity to do what they need to do. Now, that doesn't mean they're not smart in their field. It just means it's challenging for them to go and get some additional strategy. And by the way, if you're a CPA listening to this and you're like, man, I wanna add additional strategy to my clients, then I'm gonna challenge you to reach out to us as well. Info at leanonthewall.com, just send an email or go to our website, reach out to us. And we're happy to have one of our team members chat with you about how you can add more value To your families. But focus and intention are the key here, I think. You know, Michael, before we
2: go today, I know we're running out of time, but you mentioned Tom Brady, and I have a friend who lives up in New England, and he told me this real quick story here about Tom Brady. Tom Brady needed a new pool cover, okay? So Mm -hmm. he went out and he found somebody to install his pool cover. He got the bill and he goes, my gosh, what is this is an insane bill here. And he talked to his neighbors, what did you pay for your pool cover? And he found out that he paid like three times. The bill was like three times what it should have been. And mm. it said to me that people of wealth, if you yeah. succeed, you've got a target on your back. Yeah. And it's it's a governmental, it's a political target. It's it's all these different things. And the tax man wants a piece of you and he wants a bigger piece of you than anybody else. And I think it, it behooves you to sit down and get that extra special help that you need so that that doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. Well, you got to have it, and um, it's really, really important. Just like anything else, if you want to get in shape, you got to be intentional. If you want to eat healthy, you got to be intentional. If you want to take a vacation, you, you got to be intentional. You're not going to show up at the airport or you know show up at your FBO if you have a fly, private jet and say, hey. Now, sometimes you can do that, cause but you still got to be intentional. You got to make some phone calls. You got to do something, or somebody's got to do something for you, even if you're not the one making the phone call. So, I want to challenge you as you're looking at this to say, number one, okay, do I feel like I'm paying too much money in taxes? That's number one. Number two, have I been shared or have I been given advanced strategy in my portfolio over the last you know year, two years, three years am I given fresh strategy? And number three, you know where are you going to get new ideas? We're not talking about things that are off the wall. We're talking about things that are literally IRS approved, it's in the code and and one of the statements that we talk about a lot of times is helping families morally, legally, and ethically, disinherit the IRS. That's really, really important. We want to maximize the money. You do not want your dollars to be part of the, you know, billion plus dollars that will be overpaid to the government that shouldn't have been given to them that you could have kept in your own pocket because you didn't know strategy to implement. And that's some of what our team does at the Wall Private Wealth side is they do advanced tax planning. We're not CPAs, we're not tax preparers, although we do have uh, folks that can help with that and assist with that if you need folks referred to, but we are in a situation where we offer and we provide, in addition to helping with financial needs and wealth strategies, we provide advanced tax planning. We've done a really good job at that and helping families in a lot of ways. And that's why some of the higher end folks reach out to us from all over the country. So if you have questions about that, go check out leanonthewall.com as well as if you want to and have a one or more direct response, send an email to info at leanonthewall.com and just put in the subject line, I need tax help or need tax help. And then give a little brief detail. Our team will reach out to you and uh, we'll talk about what we can do to help you along that journey. And we can also, again, we can collaborate with your CPA, uh, in fact, again, the, the phone call that I had this morning, Randy, was with one of the largest firms in the Southeast, over 800 partners that actually work for that firm. So these are not fly-by-night stuff. This is real practical things that we've seen significant assistance along the way. Well, Randy, I'm going to wrap it up unless you have anything else you want to share to our listeners. Well, be a good American, pay your taxes,
2: but you're not even, you're know you not a better American for paying too many taxes. (laughs) That's
0: exactly exactly right. Keep what's yours and use it in a way that you know you need to use it best. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in, dialing into this podcast. Again, reach out to us at leanonthewall.com or info at leanonthewall.com. And we look forward to helping you protect, grow, reduce taxes on your wealth. Until next time. And if you have something you want us to cover on the show, that's another reason you might want to reach out to us. Just send an email to info at leanonthewall.com. Just say question for the show and uh, lay that out. And we'll make sure we cover that as uh, time is appropriate. But until next time, here's the challenge. Helping you live on purpose so you can live with purpose. Have a blessed day. Talk soon.
1: Any client experiences discussed during this show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. By contacting us, we'll review aspects for your retirement portfolio to include suggestions about how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Michael Wall is an investment advisor representative of Wall Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Michael Wall is licensed in your state, please call 888-511-9255. Wall Wealth Management LLC is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Michael wall NPN insurance license number 7330010